Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are going to be discussing strategy for a new leadership role. So, with that, let's start the show. So, Sean, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, strategies for new leadership roles. Tough, tough topic. Um, very intangible. Uh, and, and, you know, as we've gone through our notes here and stuff, uh, this is probably one of the harder topics that I think we've gotten into so far. So I guess the, probably the best place we should probably start with this one is see what we can do to define what we mean by a leadership role. You know, what, what are we talking about here? Right. Well, yeah, in this, in this one, Les, we'll talk about a person that was a, a contributor before, mm-hmm. you know, in a group, in a department or whatever, and, and has shown qualities of becoming a leader. Right. Um, taking the reins on a, on a department or a, or a project. Right. So, so you have that person now that is going to be placed in a position where they're going to direct a group of people. And we talk about leadership managers. If it's a if it's an organizational structure, you know, okay, you're going to be the manager of a department or, or the VP or whatever your title is. But when it comes down to it, you want to be the leader of your group. You don't want to be the man just the manager of the group because the manager then is just the taskmaster, right? Okay, so right. so we're that's what at least in this conversation we're talking about it where you're going to be the leader. And what is it? What is it like to be the leader? For you and for the group that you're you're leading, the people that are reporting up to you or working for you, uh, as well as then how you sit in amongst your peers in the company that that are leaders, right? So I think that uh, uh, taking on a, a new leadership role, as we're talking about leadership, I think that leadership can be at multiple places within the organization. So we're not talking about necessarily a vice president or a CEO per se. Right. Uh, it could be a uh, supervisor or a manager or somebody that's been put into a new supervisory role right. where they're just starting to direct people. They've almost got a choice at that moment in time when they accept that role of what type of person they're going to be in the organization. Now, hopefully, like you said, leadership recognizes that they had some sort of leadership talent to put them there in the first place. That's right. When we're talking about businesses, that's that's how it typically happens. But as you were just saying, depending upon where you are in the organization, you know, you might have a different title. But but think of it in any organization. Mm-hmm. Just like just like when I coached my son's baseball team, yeah, I was the coach, so effectively the manager, leader, whatever of the group, right? right? I made sure that we all got there for pictures on Saturday and stuff like that, right? But, <laughs> the important stuff, <laughs> right? But there was a but there was a a team leader. There was a one of the kids on the team. He became the leader. People looked up to him. People did what he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that same that same thing happens in in businesses where you've got you've got somebody that that. Goes above and beyond, has a, maybe a better handle on what's what's got to be done, and now is going to be put in a position where they they are considered or expected to be a leader of a group of people. So you're almost looking for those types of talents within the organization to start to elevate. Yes, okay. yes, and you would and you would hope that 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 person wants to elevate. I know there's very sharp people that don't want to go that any higher true. in the organization. That is true. Um, 
But anyway, when and, and when we talk about leadership and whether you want it or you don't want it, ultimately what it comes down to when when I picture a leader or define a leader as opposed to a manager, it's 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 a, it's about whether the group that you're in charge of, the group that you've got to accomplish tasks with, if they want to work for you, if they want to get that job done because it's it means something more to them, they get they get a satisfaction in, in accomplishing it for you or with you for the organization that 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 is that defines the leader of the group and and i i use an example i use an example if if you're a leader you kind of you kind of pull people through the task by magnetism we'll, we'll get into a little bit of science right you can't yeah, see the, you <laughs> can't see the forces but it's like it's like a magnetic force pulling the group through to accomplish the task okay whereas if you're just a boss yeah. you're just a manager you're pulling them through the task with a rope they're doing it because they're supposed to do it or they're told to do it. Okay, they're not doing it because it's for the greater good with an understanding of the end result. So while you were talking there, you, you made me think of something that uh, uh, I didn't think of before. Those people that aren't interested in taking on a leadership role, even though they've maybe got the talent or the potential talent, should they or are they looked upon as... A problem from that point on? They don't necessarily have to be a problem. A good leader, the per, the, the best person might not be the leader of the group. Okay. Right? The best person I, I does not have to be the leader of the group. Look at... It, it, it could be, in in the scenario of title, they might not have the title, but be a great leader. Absolutely. And the, and the leader of the group should be using that person, not in a bad way, but, but um, leveraging their talents on helping the whole group get their tasks or activities done. Everybody in line to meet the strategy that's set out by upper management and then, you know, whatever management level so that everybody is pulling in the same direction. Communication, actually, we talked about this in the earlier um, podcasts. Uh-huh. That's one of the, that is the most important aspect. Well, I don't know if it's the, okay? He, it's hard <laughs> to say the. I don't have the whole list right here. But it's, it's real important on making sure that the people know what is expected, know what the goal is, and, and have a good idea of how the path should be. Now, you don't have to outline the path that they take, you know, step by step. That's why they've got brains and, and they can they can uh, do it the best way that they that they know how. But the guidance and the communication of how well they're doing, how close they are to the goal, all that has to be done by the leader. And again, that person doesn't have to be the smartest guy in the group. So I think definitely, though, leadership has got to understand that even though a person hasn't taken on a, a, a management role but does have good leadership capabilities and is almost supporting your group from underneath, mm-hmm. leadership needs to recognize that and reward it, even though they're not necessarily moving up in title, let's say, but they're making a serious contribution from almost the other end of the structure. Well, no matter what, no matter what level in an organization you are in, if you're the leader, you have to be very observant mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so so we talked about communication. Communication is a two way street. There's there's somebody communicating and there's somebody listening. And as a leader, you should be listening to the folks that you have in your group. Listen and, and see. A, a person like you've described that might have leadership qualities and abilities, but don't does not necessarily want the accountability or the time. I mean, that's that's the thing. The title or, or you know accountability. 
um, they might not be able to handle that kind of stress or, right. or whatever. Sure, sure. Um, but but uh, you have to listen and pay attention to what is happening. And that's one of the things that I I like to do when I first get a position. And, and I mean, maybe you can tell us of, uh, you know, some of the things that, that you've done in the recent past is sure. you meet with the group and then you ask them, you ask them questions. Sure. You, you get input from them. It's, it's not, it's not, it's kind of a, an understanding of what's going on. It's not necessarily a wish list or, right. or, you know, what would you expect for Christmas each year, you know, to help you get your job done. But you want to hear what would help them get their job done so that you can aggregate all those comments. Well, and I think in my particular situation, not only have I changed titles, but I've changed companies. Mm -hmm. So I think um, this kind of segues into the next thing I was going to bring up, which was what are some of the things that a new leadership, new leader should start to take a look at or do once they step into that role? Um, I think in in my case, just understanding the environment was the first thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so, but now if you've been in the company for quite some time and you're being elevated, I think environment is something you probably already know. You don't have to necessarily rehash that. But I think the next thing you've got to do is what you brought up, which is you've got to start asking good questions. Mm-hmm. You've got to start talking to people. You've got to start understanding their pains, um, start understanding how you can help. I mean, uh, you know, I'm bringing this up too early you know, we were going to talk about servant leadership, but how you can help is literally that word, um, servant leadership. And I think that's what makes a good, makes a good leader. Um, you've got a couple other things listed here, you know, making sure that you understand what are the goals, uh, of the organization. When you step into your leadership, you can't just blindly just go off whichever way you want to go. There's ultimately somebody above you or somebody above them, so, you know, and so you want to be in alignment. Right. If, you know, you know in a good organization, you've got a mission and a vision yeah. that, that you really believe in and, and that is lived on a day-to-day basis. And that's very important. That is very important. Getting the organization to live. Well, yeah, because it's not just lip service. It's not just it a shouldn't plaque. Be. It shouldn't be a, a plaque on the wall. And I don't know. Maybe. It starts there usually, but <laughs> yeah. you got to figure out how to, to talk about it all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's one of the things that I, I wanted to bring up, and it's something that um, came out recently, is that uh, Jack Welch for 2016 said uh, one of the... Which I think everybody probably listening to this would know who Jack Welch is. Yeah, Jack Welch, the ex-CEO of GE. <laughs> GE. Um, he, uh, he said the uh, number one New Year's resolution every leader should make and whether you're a new leader or, or a leader that's been around for a long time, um, he says that, that employee engagement is a metric that should, be, that should be managed and reviewed on a daily basis because that's something that you can impact. Right. Two of the other metrics that he talks about are, are uh, cash flow and customer service, customer satisfaction. Um, but he says, he says what you need to do is engage your employees. And so if you're a new leader, engaging your employees and understanding what they know or making sure that they know what the the path is from that mission and vision statement to them and what's in it for them right. by accomplishing their day-to-day activities, that's how you've got the employees engaged. You're engaged with them as their leader. If, if they can understand that you are helping them being that servant to them 
in their best interest of getting their job done along the path of achieving the goals of the business, whether right. it's for, you know, that quarter, that, that year, or, or, you know, some kind of longer range plan. So I think stepping into a role like this, there are some inherent issues uh, that come along with it. Um, you know, one of the things is, you know, how do you get buy-in uh, from the people that uh, are now, let's say, reporting to you, or maybe not even reporting to you? How do you get buy-in, uh, get, getting people to follow you so that you can make a difference? And, you know, I, I kind of, uh, we were talking about earlier, the kind of the military analogy of, you know, a, a young officer coming in and trying to tell the the uh, older gentlemen that have been on the front line and understand reality, so to speak, or what they call reality, um, how do they, uh, how does he get any sort of respect and how can he truly lead in a scenario like that if you take and transfer that over to a, a business example? Well, Yes, and having been in the military, yeah, I knew, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. one, there's one, there's one thing you know by how many stripes and what color the stripes are on your um, <laughs> epaulets are. But um, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, it might it might just come down to that push the I believe button. I'm the boss, and or you know, I'm and the, that's just the way it is. But yeah. uh, you know, but in a, a business good, environment, that's and, not what you want. To and do. a good leader, no, even if you are in the military, and a good leader with the people that he or she is in charge of. Mm-hmm. We'll do the same exact thing, making sure that, that the people that, that they're in charge of understand the integrity, the, the understanding of how a job is to be done. Right. Okay? So if you've got somebody that is somewhat scatterbrained and, and has no plan, then you know they're going to have less pull on that team to go get something accomplished. You know, there'll be, they'll be less... Um, What's the right word? Buy-in. Buy-in is the right word, yeah. Yeah. Um, There'll be less buy-in if they don't have the confidence that they need in that person. So you have to make sure that you instill confidence in the group that you are in charge of. So that that makes me think of characteristics, then, of a leader. What kind of characteristics uh, should a leader have? You know, the one that I always think of is, is confidence. You know, a leader needs to have some confidence. But I think that, uh, you know, there's several characteristics that we probably ought to, you know, look at and talk about. You know, if you're comparing, you know, a, a boss to right. a leader, you know. And uh, we should be clear, confidence, I agree, you should have confidence whether you're the leader or not the leader, but you, you can't be cocky. No, oh no. So so confidence confidence comes from the input of all of your environmental well, surroundings. I would. I guess I would add to that then. A confident leader can listen. Has to listen. Has to listen, yeah, yes. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Yeah. But you had a list here that uh, you were looking at that I think summarizes it very well. What are some of the things on it? Well, yeah, it's, you know, a leader, a leader will be someone that, that coaches somebody along. It doesn't give direction mm-hmm. from a demand standpoint. Right. Um, there, there, there's this list that's been, I think, out on uh, LinkedIn and things like that. Yeah. Um, I like the one that says uh, uh, we instead of I. Right. You don't hear that a lot. Uh, right. A lot of times the, uh, uh, a lot of times a boss or somebody that thinks they're a leader will do the I, I, I thing. Well, it all depends on, and it's, it's in my show notes, and uh, the perfect, perfect place for me to get it in here. Mm-hmm. It's not about how cool you are to your bosses. Yes. Right? 
It's about how effective your people are. Right. So the thing is that I, I and I know I know what you're saying about those folks that say I I I. Yeah. They think that they're impressing their bosses by saying, "Hey, I've done all this and it was me and everything like that." When it's good. Right. All right. You know, you're not going to find them saying I when things don't go so well. That's right. You know, a real leader, a real leader will take accountability for the outcome. Right. Okay. And it, it, there's blame to be had. I hate blame because people should be able to make mistakes. That's the only way you're going to grow. It's the only way you're going to find out what's right and what's wrong. So bl- I, hate, I hate the word blame. And, and I would agree. Know, even when the children say, oh, you know, don't blame me. It's, it's not about blame. It's about, it's about what, what needs to be done, what happened. Now you're getting into human nature. <laughs> how do you correct? You know, how, right. do you, how, do you correct how do you correct so that, so that it gets done in a better way the next time? Right. So a leader, a leader will say we, and a leader takes accountability, for, especially when things go bad. But then when things go good, a good leader, when things go well, oh, that was terrible English. When things go well, the leader immediately, without hesitation, says it was, it was his or her team. Well, and, and that goes to the next one there. Develops people instead of just uses people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it's... You, you shouldn't it's be almost, afraid. Use people is almost trashy sounding. <laughs> yeah, because and this is something we've talked about before. People mm-hmm. are... Are not just tools. They're, we we call people resources. You know, in, yeah. in a generic in a generic, generic state, term. Yeah, you know, it's it's they're a resource, but it's that's how business is getting done. It's mm-hmm. it's the people that are there, how they're engaged. You know, whether they want to be at work or they don't want to be at work. That's what, right. personally, um, I think. If you ask any of the people that have ever worked for me, one of the main points I've always made is I want you to want to come to work. Right. If you don't want to come to work, I want to know, mm-hmm. and I want to know why, and I want to know how I can change it. Yeah, how, how can we affect uh, your right. what in your thought process is making you not want to come to work? That, that's got to be a miserable existence if you don't want to go to work. It's rough. Right? Because work, I mean, we spend so much time there, you know. <laughs> no doubt about yeah. that. But, uh, you know, you should want to come to work, and that means that, means that you're engaged and you are fulfilled. Yeah. You need to be fulfilled. So that that's another area of where a leader should look to make sure that the people that work for him or her are fulfilled in their job. And then when they go home at night, they can leave the job there and feel good about it. And feel good. Yeah. Right. I agree. So how would we summarize this whole thing then? Uh, if we had to come to a conclusion on this, what uh, what do you think would be a good way to summarize this? I think you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, um, servant leadership—that's uh, that is a a good catchphrase for someone in, a, especially in a new leadership position, where you don't want to you don't want to feel or, or make it look like you are are weak, but you want to make it evident to the folks that you're working with that you're there to help them because if you have a new title or whatever this, this, this job position, you have some pull laterally across the organization. Right. So if, if somebody needs a faster computer, if somebody needs, you know, something to help them get their job done, you know, it's up to you to knock that out. Right. Right. Help you them clear the hurdles. You clear the hurdles is what, uh, is what you need to do. That I is... mean, that's, that's becoming all too cliche, but if you're, if you can always think about mm-hmm. being a, a servant leader, what can I do to help my folks so that our, Activity is complete and successful, and we can move the business forward. That's 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 the whole thing. And, and moving the business forward is what gets you on the path of your 
vision and, and uh, mission. Mission, that's right. Right? That's right. So making sure that that's all clear, making sure that people understand how you can help. As well, I mean, you're not just sitting back on your, with your feet up in your chair, you know, saying, oh, well, how can I help? I mean, you've, well, got, because then you've got plenty of work to do yourself. That, and if you're doing that, then you're not getting the, the vision of what a leadership is. That's right. You know, if you're doing that, you've, yeah. you've already missed the boat if you got <laughs> yeah. your feet up on the table. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so let's get into our picks here, and I'll let you go first, because your pick is uh, very much in line with what we've talked about during this session. Yeah, it worked out well. That yeah. uh, I, I remember this book that I read. I did read it a little while ago, but... Um, and it, it is good. It's a fun book because it talks about cars and and you know leadership role. It's a book called uh, The Driving Force: Getting Extraordinary Results with Ordinary People. It's by Peter Schutz. And what it was is he he was the um, an American that became the CEO of Porsche. And I highly recommend recommend the book. It's a pretty quick read and it's it's enjoyable. Um, one of the one of the things that always resonated with me was his his understanding of of roles he was the he was the ceo of the organization um but when he went to one of the races and was in the pit because he could be in the pit because he was the boss because <laughs> he's allowed to <laughs> well the 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 crew chief told him to stand in the corner and get out of the way wow because things needed to get done and he really took that and and ran with it understanding and and pushing to his folks you've got the activity and the accountability, you get what needs to be done. Done. I'll help in any way I can. And if if my Other helping, that, I'm gonna stand back. If my helping okay. is standing in the corner, then that's what then that's what I'll do. So okay. uh, I highly recommend that book. It's a lot of fun. It came out in 2005, so it's probably out 10 years. You can get get it pretty cheap on some <laughs> some bookstore. <laughs> Plenty of them out there. Yeah. So my pick for this week, I'm gonna go a little off the rails a little bit. Um, uh, the beginning of the year, I started back to doing yoga. Uh, uh, and actually Bikram yoga if you don't know what Bikram yoga is it's uh, where you're actually in a room that's 95 to 105 degrees with 40% humidity so it's it's a little warm in there and um, what I like about it is is it just gives me time to truly meditate think about my day uh, think about things that I could do better that I could change um, and uh, if you ever saw me you wouldn't Pick me out as a as a, <laughs> Sean's already laughing as a yoga person. And if you saw me in that room, you would really go, "Why is that guy in there?" <laughs> but it, Le- it less, is less is a he's, he's he's a big guy. Yeah, and I'm probably the biggest guy in the in the really? in the yoga room too. But um, uh, there's there is a lot of mental health that goes on during that process and I wish I hadn't have stopped it the first time and uh, I've picked it up again this year and I'm glad I'm doing it and it uh, has really helped with just mind state and thinking and and how important it is to stay on track and keep that mental health going mm-hmm. so I agree yeah we all have we all have things that we do so yeah um, so so that's my uh, my pick for the week is Bikram good. Yoga. So <laughs> if you haven't tried it out, give it a try. Gotta, well, that's why I moved to Texas. I love it hot, so yeah. I, just, I just need to go. Well, it's even hotter in there. Stretch in some hot place. That's good. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's all we've got today. So uh, we'll go ahead and end it here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. 
Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And also you can drop us a line on the message page from there. Again, thank you and enjoy your week.